What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. No credentials. Greatest album. So a football game just happened, but that's not what we need to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome to a special kind of mid-season, in-between season yeah. episode. Uh, Super Bowl just happened. Uh, I'm not really a football fan. Ben, I know you're a sports guy, but I, you're not a huge NFL fan, are you? No, last night was the first game I watched this year. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. But obviously we're big music fans because yep. we do a really nerdy podcast about music. And uh, two of the artists who performed at last night's halftime show, we've already reviewed albums on the Top 500. Uh, Snoop appeared on one of those albums as well. Uh, I don't think Eminem and Mary J. Blige and 50 Cent have come up yet, but they're going to. Yep. Um, so uh, we thought it would be fun to c- talk about our reactions to it and what we thought about the the halftime show. Well, I found it fascinating. Like, yeah, you pointed out that um, these are people that we either have spoken about or will. Um, right. Like, I, I, I don't know what the exact total number is, but it's... It's more than six albums from this list okay. <laughs> among okay. those, uh, that group of people. And I just thought, oh, wow, yeah. like, what, is it, what are the chances that they, they have this group on, um, this group of seemingly loosely connected artists, and yet they're all people who are on this uh, list of the greatest albums of all time. Um, and, and maybe it was intentional. This is the first time the halftime show focused on hip-hop as a genre. Yeah. And so they just maybe went for the cream of the crop and, you know, didn't, didn't go with anything too obscure. Um, but wow, it was just, uh, it was a lot of, of, uh, well-heralded, uh, guests in the same spot at the same time. Um, and it's been interesting to see some of the reactions to that, uh, in my social media feed here a day later. Well, I, I'm curious about some of those reactions, but yeah. first of all, what, so what was your, in general terms, what was your reaction to the performance? You know, it's like 14 minutes, right? Yeah. So it, it finished. What were you thinking? A couple of things stood out to me. Um, okay. One, it's on the West coast, right? So it's still pretty bright daylight. You, I often think about Super Bowl halftime shows being kind of dark by the time right. the performers yeah. come on. Second, um, just about every single Super Bowl halftime show for the last couple decades has been on a large, flat, multi-directional stage. And instead, we saw this um, line of suburban-looking houses, almost like a block party as the stage format, which weren't necessarily multi-directional. If they were on the roof, I guess they were, but it was all facing one direction. One way or the other way. One way or the other way. And uh, that was different, too. Um, even the way that they sort of merged the opening, um, you know, you saw the sort of Super Bowl logo 
and then you saw the sort of mixing board that Dre was standing behind, kind yeah. of raised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As like yeah. the screen wipe, like it almost looked like, what, what are I watching here? Oh, wow, okay, it's starting, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was different, but um, really fun and, and in spite of all those differences. I thought the set uh, was, was so interesting. Did you notice the um, the floor covering? The the floor beyond the houses, like the city well, map. Like, yeah, the city map. They, yeah, so yeah. they're stand, they've covered the the football field with the the city uh, bird's eye view of the city. So that, I assume yeah. that's LA. Yeah, the grid, right? Um, so they're on that. Uh, I I I liked all the performances. I liked the songs. Uh, of course, you know when you do this the halftime show like that, especially with so many artists, they don't do the whole song. They just do a right. snippet of each song, which is fine. Yeah. No problem with that. Um, a nice surprise having uh, 50 Cent, who was not on the bill, right. uh, hang, hanging upside down. Like they zoomed down back. from the roof <laughs> into the party and he's hanging yeah. down just like the first his first video. Right. So yep. um, that was it, it was to me. I mean, it was it was for the that in between generation, the Gen X millennial generation. That's who this was for. Right. Yeah, Was, wasn't I, it? I, I saw a post uh, from someone saying, "Boy, it's it's funny to watch all the older white men get upset about this because my peers uh, and the people I was texting at the time were super excited, oh, feeling yeah. a lot of nostalgia, regardless of if like hip hop is their main genre. Most of the people I interact with, it's that's not the case, and yet, right." It's like, oh yeah, can you remember that? Like one guy was yeah. just oh, yeah. so pumped that that Fifty Cent made a surprise appearance, <laughs> wanted him to come back again. I was like, what? You didn't even come back again? Like, there's a whole bunch of other people we still haven't seen yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, interesting to hear you define it that way because it does feel like there was a line in the sand where, <laughs> over a certain age, kind of thought like, what's going on here? And well, and maybe rolled their eyes at it, uh, and. Uh, and maybe a certain, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I guess there is, you know, we've talked numerous times about the overt and not so overt uh, racism in our country, um, in this country, and really both countries, in Canada and the U.S., and there's maybe something in there, too. When there's big events like that, I think there's an attempt, and a, and a sincere attempt, to put differences behind yeah right uh, we have you know interracial teams mm -hmm. there's there's uh, mostly black and white there's not too many other races but that's not really the point it's yeah. it's a mixed group of the players the coaches the staff the audience the artists everybody you know at least yesterday um it's a mixed crowd right yep uh yet it's impossible to totally sweep it under a rug under the rug even in in that setting can i can i yeah. talk about a couple a couple points where this was uh where we were creeping through a bit or where we were trying to disguise these things so we'll start with kendrick um i love kendrick's performance um mm -hmm. i liked how it was not on the the set he was off um, started in cardboard boxes was I think something from uh, Mad um, Mad City I think uh, I'm not as familiar with that album. Um, my wife pointed out and I'm not familiar that the the dancing and the 
marching and the the what he was wearing very reminiscent of Janet Jackson's uh, Rhythm Nation. Oh, um, and she pulled up the video from Rhythm Nation, and I was like, oh wow, like it was huh. very much paying tribute to that. Um, but I, his stuff is so different. We talked about how much hip hop has evolved. So you've got all these acts from the the early '90s uh, and and I guess early 2000s as well that are similar in a lot of ways. Kendrick is so different. So yeah, yeah. He sang "All Right." We've talked about "All Right." Great song. I uh, love the song. A lot of the lyrics were cut out. Of course, not using the N word um, <laughs> on live national TV. I understand why. I get it. I don't have really an issue with that. I don't think that's an appropriate setting. Um, and it wouldn't have been received well, I don't think. So that makes right. sense. But the the line, um, and we hate Popo, want to shoot us dead in the streets for sure, right? So w- I watched it again, uh, and he, he just omitted Popo. And we hate blank, kill us dead in the street for sure. So, <laughs> so the line is there, but he's been asked to remove this part yeah. again. I understand why. I get it. Especially an event. We honor an event like this. It's nationalism. It's football. We honor the military. We honor uh, law enforcement. Right. We can't be talking about this now. Yet it's such a big part of the history (laughs) of that city, of of the groups there, of, I mean... um, That song and it being embraced as a protest movement song. For crying out loud. Police brutality. Dre was in NWA. Yeah, right. Uh, Kendrick was singing about NWA and Dre mm-hmm. in his performance, right? So, so you've got all this stuff. So it's like, well, we want you there. We want you to do the song, but you got to change this and that. And like, listen, I understand it, but it's just like, we, we we can't address this today. We can't address this today. Like, this is can't be a part of this today. But it was there. Uh, the other thing was at the end of um, Eminem, uh, lose yourself. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it finishes uh, with him kneeling. Yeah. Okay. Just theatrics, right? But uh, he stayed there for a long time. Apparently, he asked the Super Bowl uh, or the the organizing committee if he could kneel as a sign of solidarity, solidarity with Colin Kaepernick, and they said no. <laughs> so he didn't. <laughs> But he did <laughs> at the right. end of the song because then it moves over, it blends in the next song. Dre gets on the piano, uh, but he's still kneeling. He's still kneeling yeah. until they start uh, the next song. So that's part of it too, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. part of the history, the recent history of, of the NFL and mm-hmm. about the racial tensions in the country, in football, in that city. So all those things were there. They, you have to look for them a bit, but they were all there, and I found that very interesting. That was me more reflecting on it after. Um, yeah, I watched yeah. it again a couple times today, just because I really enjoyed it. But I also wanted to just uh, investigate a few things further. At the time, I was really just enjoying it, but but there's these things. So I even wondered if the choice to have uh, the block party be completely whitewashed, white, bright, oh, interesting. white suburban houses was intentional okay. too. Almost yeah. like we're infiltrating a space here um, that historically has not necessarily wanted us to be present. And in. interesting. Um, there's also the uh, the nod to Tupac that we haven't mentioned yet. Yes. Um, yes. And you know, certainly, I mean, he's regarded very highly on the west coast but 
it's not always a part of uh, hip hop culture that you know gets gets much prime time attention, right? That that was sort of an embarrassing part uh, for many people in the music industry, the sort of East Coast West Coast uh, stuff, and the you know the the loss of both his life and and, and Biggie's life. And right. yet there they were sort of honoring him and acknowledging him in that space. Um, Two yeah, times. So, yeah, a couple times. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really fascinating to see the way that that was all tied together. Um, I, I found myself smiling through a lot of it, just yeah. thinking, like, I yeah. can't can't believe they're getting away with this. Okay, well, they tidied <laughs> that up there. That's why it's here. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess even just that mix of people uh together there it's 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 pretty powerful i guess to to see that i mean dre in the 80s you know with nwa and in the early 90s he's a he's an imposing figure right he's dangerous mm-hmm. uh he's not who you want your kids listening to um, right you know cer- certainly in our neighborhood yeah. um but now he's kind of like uh, a fun dad, right? Like, you know, like he's other of the exactly the like he's making mischief now. Yeah, yeah. Y- you can uh, you can see. Oh yeah, he's, uh, who's who is that? Oh, he's a he's a hip hop guy from the nineties. Oh, that's okay. That was a long time ago. I'll I'll, I'll, allow, I'll allow it. Right. <laughs> right, right so right. there's some safety there in the distance between. Yeah. But I mean, mm-hmm. uh, if everybody who didn't know him watched and pulled out all the NWA and the Chronic stuff, they probably wouldn't appreciate it um, right right yep uh so anyways i all that to say um uh i didn't find it mix mismatched at all um i saw the cohesive i uh from the couch where i'm sitting today i kind of i i would do it all differently i don't know if you want me to run through that but i would have uh <laughs> mike's uh mike's reproducing well, i'm the... all about i'm all about the flow and and I like the I like the group, but I think you could have painted a better, better better picture, and I think you could have had better reveals of some of the surprises. Because Super Bowl is all about surprises too, right? So Fifty Cent, mm-hmm. I thought they revealed too early. So here's what I would have done: <laughs> I like all the songs. You yeah. don't have to change the songs. I right. like the songs they chose. Um, I like the way that they performed the songs and where they set them. What I would change is the order. So okay. I like the song they started with, Snoop and Dre. Yeah, na 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 na. Okay, that song. Right. <laughs> That's great. Those are the first two guys, right? Those are the first yep. two guys. Right. Late '80s, early '90s. Then we move. We've got everybody's pumped because everyone loves Snoop. Everyone loves Dre. Now we get Mary J. Blige. She's next chronologically. She sings some songs. Beautiful dancing's great. Everything's mm-hmm. awesome. Okay, uh, and then we get a chance to move around our sets. Who comes next? Eminem. He's the next guy. I'd say he comes out with Lose Yourself, and then he joins in the collab with Forgot About Dre. So I would reverse those two, because that's not how they did it. I like the room exploding. You do that. And everyone freaks out because it's Lose Yourself. So now we're excited. We've got Eminem here, but we know we've still got uh, Kendrick coming up. He's got to be next, right? Right. No, he's not next. Now we go down into the club, and we have 50 Cent, (laughs) because he came after Eminem. So he's hanging upside down. Everybody's freaking freaking out, because... We thought we were done, but we're not. Right. Then we move away from that. Gives him a chance to reset logistically. We get Kendrick. He does his thing, which was awesome. Then, as we're moving back, the next song we do is California. Now, they did it much earlier. I would do it later. Why? 
because now we get Dre to do California. He takes the first verse. Tupac has the second. Tupac has the second verse. Uh-huh. Okay, but what's Kendrick's most successful album and probably longest lasting? To Pimp a Butterfly. And Ben, what was it originally going to be called? Well, it was going to be to pimp a caterpillar. Caterpillar, right? Uh, two spelled T U, yep. right? Yep. To pimp a caterpillar, P A C, yep. Tupac. And he has a thing at the end where he talks to Tupac. So, <laughs> as they're doing that song, and he has now moved his way onto the main stage, and he takes Tupac's verse. And that okay. connects him with Tupac. Okay, uh, yeah. Yep. So now, someone that maybe not everybody's as familiar with. Who might have been into the old stuff? We get this guy doing Tupac's verse. My wife said, "Ah, do you really? Are you allowed to do that? Do the guys even want to do that? I don't know." Anyways, <laughs> I'm producing this show. <laughs> and then, and then, as that fades out, what a perfect time for Dre to do his piano tribute, where he does uh, the line from "I Ain't Mad at You" by Tupac. He does that. That fades into uh, still the DRE with the piano thing. Okay. Dre, Snoop, everybody on stage finale. I think it flows better. I think the surprises are better and bigger. Um, and, you know, hire me for the next one. Aside from our <laughs> rural, suburban upbringing, <laughs> perhaps probably not knowing the full picture of why the order was, I, I agree with you. I like that. Okay. I think that sounds sounds wonderful i know there's some ignorance in me saying that um yeah, well but uh i mean but this is the, two guys with no credentials so uh right. we got to keep it on brand here <laughs> i mean the logistics of i am always impressed by uh, the the logistics of a halftime show yeah think about those sets i mean to do those sets at yeah. a concert yeah. it takes them a whole day to do it that yeah. gets set up in what like 10 minutes right yeah and then taken down it gets insane you know, yeah. there's like, th- there's like, what did I read? 3,000, 3,000 staffers to get that set up. Just to do it. Yeah. The cost, yeah. I was looking up the cost because the, uh, we went to a friend's place and his father, who's, who's an older gentleman said during the performance, how much does it cost to get these people here? How much yeah. does a show cost? I said, I don't know about what they pay the artist, but I'm going to guess between 20 and 30 million. I didn't know anything. I looked it up. This show and the show last time, last year, which was, was that Shakira and Jennifer Lopez? I um, remember. They, uh, each time was 17 million. Wow. So I was a little high. However, that does not include anything paid to the artist. And in fact, it seems, and what I read and tried to read a few different articles, the artist. I think um, every time, but at least in most cases recently, artists are not paid to do the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. Their, the, what, their reward is the exposure. And think about it. You're on stage, other than Dre and Snoop, you're on stage for 10 minutes. Right. And how many people watch it? Uh, uh, what, a billion and a half? Yeah, something crazy like that. So, so you're getting uh, like, like almost a quarter of the globe like a fifth of the planet mm-hmm. is exposed to you. Uh, Lady Gaga, when she did the show, her online streaming and sales the next day went up 1,000%. Wow. Can you imagine sales wow. of anything you do one day goes up uh, 10 times? That's so amazing. When you get asked to do the Super Bowl, you just say yes. 
Yeah. You, and you don't get paid and, and that's yeah. okay. Right. They probably fly you out and all that, but oh, um, sure. yeah. so, so just the logistics of it is amazing. So, uh, no, I don't understand, you know, how, and then, you know, restaging or resetting the, the hydraulics of the, the lifts and all that between, you know, it has to make sense for the flow. I get it. But if I was in charge, I would have done it <laughs> just a little differently. However, that being said, I love the way they did it. It was great. It was such a cool throwback. Very uh, kind of shiny, squeaky clean, which yeah. is not, that's not what hip hop. Not surprising. Uh, was yeah, yeah, but that's what that's what the Super Bowl is, right? Yeah. Uh, before we go, um, who would you want to see next year, Ben? Oh man, I most of my sort of most um, heartwarming artists have already played the Super Bowl. Coldplay and U two being sort of the big, big, well known, notoriable bands, and a lot of the stuff that I listen to these days is sort of slower folky storytelling kind of stuff that doesn't really fit well yeah. with hey no no <laughs> with the halftime and they're show. not big enough they're um, not big enough right right so i i don't know i it's something i watch for the spectacle not because i'm like <laughs> yeah. oh my favorite song is about to play next <laughs> <laughs> no it is, that's why i watch it too yeah yeah so Okay, so you don't have... I don't... Nothing immediately comes to mind. Do you have someone in, in your mind? Uh, there's two. Have The Foo Fighters, have they done it yet? They haven't done it yet. I don't think so. So Foo Fighters, I think, would be a great act. They have yeah. a ton of material and are well-loved and been around for a long time. Uh, so first one. Second one, uh, t- how about Taylor Swift? Now, oh, yeah. my daughter, I said uh, just offhandedly tonight, ah, Taylor Swift, how come she hasn't done it? My daughter jumps in right away. Well, Dad, that's because she has a deal with Coke. And you cannot oh. do the Pepsi halftime show if you have a deal with Coke, Dad. Oh, sorry Smart. that I don't know every deal that Taylor Swift has. She said, but that's ending soon. That contract's almost like, I mean, you you know contracts in baseball. You know, you know, you know when this pitcher's that's how many really years. Funny. My daughter knows all the contracts that Taylor Swift has, apparently. That's so, really funny. But that's pretty cool. She huh. She's a big fan. So I, yeah. I think that would be just, I mean, her shows are epic yeah um so i think that'd be pretty awesome she's a big fan especially if they if the super bowl was somewhere like nashville or you know sure. something like that i mean yeah oh come on are you kidding so anyways yep. um yep. uh probably a good time to sign off we um, i'm in a chatty mood this evening but uh <laughs> we'll get going this is just a teaser episode but thank yeah. you for the great idea ben it's cool to uh to talk about this stuff and uh even though football isn't our forte yep. hip-hop isn't really our forte but but it was uh, it certainly was fun, fun. Yep. it was a lot of fun all right my friends be well we'll talk be to well you soon. and we'll uh, we'll have an episode uh coming for you probably in the next few weeks stay tuned if you like what you hear subscribe on your favorite podcast app and write a review send us a message at our facebook page on instagram or through our sound logic podcast twitter feed Thanks for listening.